0: Episode two of the Coalition Podcast. Jake and I have some new toys and we're really excited about it. Ready to
1: roll, babe. We got intro music.
0: Yes. And it's also thundering and lightning outside, and we're wearing headphones currently at the moment. So if there's a lightning strike, this could be the shortest podcast in history. Yeah. We could get electrocuted. Do you think that'd be a good way to die? Electrocution. You know, there's doing a podcast with me.
1: yeah, I mean we gotta go. I don't I'd rather do that than be eaten or burned alive, I think. Yeah. I think drowning would also not be cool. Drowning would be the worst. Yeah, I think electrocution might be the way to go.
0: I mean it'd be fast. Mm-hmm. Literally I read one time that drowning is one of the best ways to go and I thought, there's no way. Oh, man. Because you know there's a tragedy that's gotten you to that point. Well there's
1: right? a there I mean, there's a point where you cannot hold your breath any longer and you know that you're going to suck in all this water. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is it. Fear
0: and you're in just moment. Dunsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I'm out on drowning.
1: Yeah. I don't want to do that.
0: Not at all. We really got off right out of the gate. Right, right. No, we'll I mean, I'm oh, sure we'll do it again. A wheel is already going down this way. No, yeah. all right. Well, today we're coming at you uh talking about a book that uh, Jake and I both read called The Traveler's Gift. um The idea of our whole podcast is just aimed at men for reflection. And this is a book that Jake and I have both read that caused us to reflect a lot. And I think it's good for us as men to stop and think a little bit. Um, Men that we follow, that we listen to, that we respect in the culture tend to be thinkers. And you can't become a great thinker without reflecting. I mean, that's a skill, I think, that is required. Anyways, this book, uh, The Traveler's Gift, was written by a man by the name of Andy Andrews. And the entire book is really an allegory of a gentleman named David Ponder. And David's just kind of a normal guy. He loses his job, his kids get sick, the bills start piling up, and he's kind of at the end of his rope, so to speak. And he has this vision where he travels through time, and he speaks to seven different people in history, and they give him seven decisions that he should make to turn his life around. And so we want to talk about one of those decisions today. Jake, you, you started reading this book not long ago. I read it several years ago. I mean, what, what kind of drew you to this book to begin with?
1: Well, I actually was. Uh, I, I work with a, a a large auto group in in Texas, and um, they're just uh, they're an amazing organization. And the uh, the owner of that group um, is actually friends with the author, with Andy. And he does a when the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic came out, he actually had to cancel his leadership conference that he does every year for the people in his community, and. Um, they canceled that but what he did in in its place is he went and found guys that um are 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 terrific leaders are are people that have poured into him whether it be in their books or personally however however would have happened but he's got relationships with uh with a lot of people and um uh he had andy andrews on a podcast with him uh just basically um you know, talking about several different things, talking about being a leader, talking about um, being a good human, um, talked about, you know, his faith, kind of shared some stuff with his story. And the way this guy talks, um, he is, I mean, very charismatic. And um, it was just, he's so easy to listen to. And um, they referenced his book, and I really didn't um, know what it was about at all, I just knew that there were seven points, and I knew that hey, this guy is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he and the and the uh, the owner of this auto group. I mean, they're they're guys you want to be around. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're guys that uh, when they talk, you want to listen. You want to listen. And um, so I thought, you know what, I want to I want to check that out. Um, so I did, and it was it was amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm talking. i I'll, I'll read it. I I'll, I'll probably read it once a year. I mm-hmm. mean, it's a, it's a very 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 good book. Super super easy to read or listen to. I listen to a lot of books. He actually narrates his own books himself.
0: I did not know that. So
1: when you hear him or when you listen to it, um you're getting that charismatic um way of talk. I mean, and it's mm-hmm. it's super super uh easy to easy to listen to. So
0: yeah. I've actually never uh, listened to him or listened to one of his books. I've read several of his books and yeah. I would I would say you need to read them even if you're not a reader uh, because they are easy to read and they will make you reflect. I want to start by just reading the first decision of success. So this fictional character, David Ponder, uh, has an encounter with President Truman and Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's actually the one that coined the expression, the buck stops here, right? I believe so. I think it was. Anyways, um, at the end of each chapter, it's basically just a a first person statement, a commitment that you're going to make to a certain decision. And the first one is the decision for success. The buck stops here. And here's what it says. From this moment forward, I will accept responsibility for my past. I understand that the beginning of wisdom is to accept the responsibility for my own problems. And that by accepting responsibility for my past, I free myself to move into a bigger, brighter future of my own choosing. Never again will I blame my parents, my spouse, my boss, or other employees for my, pres- my present con- situation. Neither my education nor lack of one, my genetics, or the circumstantial ebb and flow of everyday life will affect my future in a negative way. I will, allow myself, I will not allow myself to blame others for uncontrollable forces and the lack of my uh, success. I will be forever caught up in the web of the past if I do that. I will look forward. I will not let my history control my destiny. The buck stops here. I accept responsibility for my past. I am responsible for my success. I am where I am today mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially because of the decisions I've made. My decisions have always been governed by my thinking. Therefore, I am where I am today mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally and financially because of how I think. Today, I will begin the process of changing where I am mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and financially by changing the way I think. My thoughts will be constructive, never destructive. My mind will live in the solutions for the future. It will not dwell on the problems of the past. I will associate with those who are working and striving to bring about positive changes in the world. I will never seek comfort by associating with those who decide to be comfortable. That's good. When faced with an opportunity to make a decision, I will make one. I understand that God did not put me in the. Uh, I understand that God did not put in me the ability to always make the right decisions. He did, however. Put me in me, the ability to make a decision and then to make it right. The rise and fall of my emotional tide will not deter me from my course. When I make a decision, I will stand behind it. My energy will go into making the decision. I will not waste a second thought. My life will not be an apology. It will be a statement. The buck stops here. I control my thoughts. I control my emotions. In the future, when I'm tempted to ask the question, why me, I will immediately counter with the answer, why not me? Challenges are gifts, opportunities to learn. Problems are a common thread running through the lives of great men and women. In the times of adversity, I do not have a problem I have to deal with. I will have a choice to make. My thoughts will be clear. I will make the right choice. Adversity is preparation for greatness. I will accept this preparation. Why me? Why not me? I will be prepared for something great. I accept responsibility for my past. I control my thoughts. I control my emotions. I am responsible for my success. The buck stops here. Man, like that's a great decision to make. Yeah. Do you think that's a the mindset of the average American male today?
1: Not at all. No. Um for 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 a lot of reasons, you know, um I kind of have something that I think of a lot and we say it in my house and, and, uh, it's, it's nothing worth it is easy Mm -hmm. and accepting responsibility for, uh, where you're at is not easy. No. Um, and society and culture. And I mean, I, I, we can blame all kinds of stuff, but at, at the end of the day, um, we like easy. That's the way that our, our, uh, uh, it's kind of the American way, I Mm -hmm. guess. I don't know. And, uh, we want to, we want to be able to point the finger outward instead of inward. Mm -hmm. And, um, no, I I don't think that, uh, I don't think that that's the, uh, the average guy's tendency at all. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's
0: hard. Yeah. I I think the reality is probably all of us at some point have deflected responsibility.
1: Sure. We have, um, absolutely have. And when you're doing it, um, you you think of all the reasons why you're validated, but at the end of the day, or at the end of at the end of whatever it is you're going through, you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's something that uh, you you just have. It's harder to say, okay, what could I have done mm-hmm. different, or what do I need to do? How do I fix this? Mm-hmm. Because when you can blame somebody else, then it's all of a sudden not your problem. Mm-hmm. It's an excuse for whatever's going on. Yeah. You know, somebody else did this.
0: Somebody else did this. Or this happened because
1: mm-hmm. some, something else, you know, some outside force. It wasn't, you know, wasn't my fault that this happened.
0: Um, so, yeah, I mean. No, you're absolutely right. You know what I love about how Andy wrote this? Uh, he wrote it in such a way that no matter how you've lived in the past, you can change today. Yes. Everything is about today. Yeah. And that's really interesting. I do want to tell all the listeners kind of who Andy Andrews is He's he was actually homeless as a young man. Um I don't know if you know this or not Jake but yeah. when he was I think it was about 18 or 19
1: Yeah his yeah. his mother died um I, I want to say from illness mm-hmm. um and then it wasn't long after that yeah. I think a matter of months inside yeah. of a year maybe yeah. that his that his father was killed in a in a, in a car accident yeah. tragically and um he didn't have um you know he didn't have a stable full of people he could call no. Um, it was uh, it was on him to uh, to figure it out, mm-hmm. and uh, you know
0: he ended up under under a pier, homeless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he said that there was a guy uh, walking down the street one day while he was sitting under that pier, and he looked at him and he said, "Young man, you are sitting here because you want to be here." Right. And He said that ticked him off, mm-hmm. and so he figured out that he could go to a library just to get inside, and he read, I think it was 300 biographies in a matter of about a year or two, huge
1: number. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Massive number. And he noticed Mm -hmm. a pattern of seven things that those successful people did, which was obviously the origin and the Genesis of this book, you know, the buck stops here. So you're talking about a man who's writing this decision saying today you can change your life. And he's writing that from a place of experience because he was there. That's right. As a homeless man, he realized I can take responsibility. It's not anybody's fault that my parents died. It's my fault that I'm in under, underneath this pier. I, I think that's great. There's a quote in the book. It says, "You have to choose. You have chosen uh, the pathway to your uh, present destination. The responsibility for your situation is yours." So, do you do you really believe that um, an individual's present state is solely determined by their personal choice and responsibilities?
1: You know, um, yeah, I do. Um, we we serve a, a gracious God, you know, that, uh, I mean, uh, that, that wants us to be successful and, and, and um, wants to bless us, but uh, we've got to be willing to take some sort of action. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I, I do believe that, you know, it doesn't matter why you're in that position, you had something to do with it. I mean, if you're, if you're grown. Yeah. I do believe that.
0: Yeah. I do think there is a reality that certain people have it an easier starting point. Maybe I'll agree with that for sure. Um, I, I mean, there's no doubt that uh, there there's people in situations in extreme poverty and things like that. I think they might have a harder, a harder launching pad or a lower launching pad. Maybe um, I don't know. I, I do like what he said though, in the book and we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit though, that uh, that struggle and challenges are preparation for my future success yeah, for something so, bigger you know it seems like there are people especially in america that the lower they started sometimes they rise higher than than people who had it easier because that resistance created something inside of them yes
1: i mean it, i would imagine you know and i I've, I've not read this or heard him talk about it but i would imagine that you know where he came from has what I, I, i'm sure he attributes a lot of that to his success because he's got a drive instilled in him that no otherwise doubt. wouldn't have been
0: there. No doubt.
1: Um, and and I would imagine that he he would give that credit, and I'm sure that he has. Mm-hmm. I just haven't ran across it yet. But um, you know, he references that you know anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. But but I, I mean, you know, he wakes up with a, with a purpose every day. This mm-hmm. guy.
0: Yep, no doubt. And the reason why he has that purpose is because he's taking responsibility for his own situation. That's right. You know what I mean? And I do think, you know, when we talk about taking responsibility, I think a lot of people uh, resist that because it is hard, but also places the blame on you, you know, but what it also does is there's a, there's a good side to that. And that is freeing, meaning now I can choose what I want tomorrow to look like, and I can choose the purpose I'm going to live for. and And I think that's a great thing. There's another quote in the book. It says, our thinking creates a pathway to success or failure. So, can you remember a particular instance when your thinking created success, or when your thinking led to failure? You know, um,
1: I think the, the one thing that I the, the one thing that comes to mind for me is I was uh, um, my wife and I were dating at the time, and I was working at a uh, at a at a pizza hut and i was going to uh going to college and i just i absolutely hated school i mean my whole life i hated school and i hated college yeah. and uh you know i i uh i just i did not want to do it anymore mm-hmm. and i uh i knew what what i i wanted to be successful at something and i felt like i had the work ethic to do it and I just opened up an ad and, uh, there was a, uh, there was an ad in there for a car salesman. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I thought I, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what made me think that I could do that. Um, obviously I'd never been a salesman. Yeah. I'd never, uh, never done anything. I mean, I, I feel like I, uh, you know, could, I could argue pretty good, yeah. uh, but outside <laughs> that I had no experience, uh, whatsoever. And I just kind of, knew that i could go in and i could get the job start for starters yeah and then i thought i could do it mm-hmm. and um you know i i didn't know that i would it, it would end up being my career but you know i, I got in there and I, I noticed that uh you know there was a there was a way that i could provide a life mm-hmm. and so i just kept my head down and worked
0: um so yeah i did then yeah i think I so. thinking. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about that a little bit. I, I've kind of the same way you are. I, my my thought process has always been if I get in any situation, I can figure it out. Right. And I will work harder than everybody else to figure it out. All right. And that has created some success. I think there's no doubt all, every single failure I've had in life leads back to my own ignorance and my own thinking. And a lot of times that thinking has been as a result of arrogance. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think in some ways arrogance is a deflection of responsibility. Because you're you're not taking responsibility for the decision or the situation you're in in the moment, and you think you don't have to worry about it. You're so good, you don't have you're, to. You're, you're above it. You're above it. Yeah. And and I think so. Yeah, there's no doubt. Have you had a failure instance? You think I failed so much?
1: I mean, uh, and uh, a lot of it. I mean, all of it. Not a lot of it, but but all of it has to do with 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 my thought. You know, last time we talked, uh, I talked I talked, a, I talked a little bit about finances and and. Uh, you know, how how um I got carried, got carried away with uh the way that uh we spent money. Mm. Um that I spent money, not we. Um because, you know, when you're a husband you set the tone for the house. Yep. And uh I mean, like it or not, that's that's our that's our responsibility and and that's just what you do, whether you know you are or you're not. Yep. That's what you're doing. And um, you know, I set the tone for my house that uh you know, nothing but the best for me, Clark. Nothing but the best, Clark. <laughs> and uh yeah. um, you know, and it, it it's that that's just not the not the way that it can't be sustained. Yeah, it kinda you know, kind adds point, up there, after a while. <laughs> there's right? a point where it yeah. can't be sustained. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean I've I've made and it, it all has to do with my warped way of thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know? Um and uh so yeah, I've definitely been on both sides of the fence for
0: sure. Yeah. My bad thinking decisions tend to come in relation to my wife, like things I say to her before I think about it. Right. We won't go down that road because it we'll would be here the rest <laughs> of the night. Uh, probably my favorite favorite quote from that decision: "Why not me?" You know, man. So many people ask, "Why me? Why not me?" And and what stuck out to me about that is that a victim mentality is complete bondage on you. Right. I mean, it's like throwing shackles on your life. Yeah. And the greatest thing that God gave us was the ability to make a decision and to think. I mean, that separates us from every other creature that God created. And it's our ability to make a decision that leads to our salvation, that leads to our successes or our failures. It leads to our happiness and our joy. And so by stepping back and saying, why not me? Bring it on. I'm not going to be a product of my environment. I, I think that's just absolutely huge so, what do you think, Jake? I mean, do you? I mean, I, I think I know the answer to this, but do you think uh, challenges are gifts? And have you experienced a challenge that turned into a gift in your own life?
1: Oh goodness, yeah, for sure. Um, I I do think they are, but he, here's the tough thing: is uh, is is harnessing your attitude and your mindset when a challenge presents itself. Yeah, you know, because I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna, you know. I don't think that you're going to think that every time a challenge comes my way, I'm like, oh, goody, I get to learn. No, of course not. You know, um, but I can think of, a. I mean, I can think of a handful of things that, uh, you know, have taught me, um, of challenges that have taught me, um, you know, a bunch personally and professionally. Um, You know, you mentioned the the why not me statement as being the one that that spoke to you um, the most out of that. And it's it's mine as well. Um, But you know, part of why this book spoke to me so much is because of the stage that it sets in this guy's life. I mean, it it opens up with the guy getting out of a taxi cab in his front yard and him just sitting down in the grass, Mm -hmm. knowing that his that life as he know it knows it is over, Mm -hmm. and it's because he got fired from a job that Mm -hmm. um, you know he spent a ton of time at and worked himself into a you know an upper management position and uh you know he sacrificed a lot for his job mm. and uh sacrificed time at home and, and and because not because he was making a conscious decision to do it but because he was d- thought he was doing the right thing yeah and um it was gone yep it was gone mm. and um when that happens it takes it takes a a man and a half to go, why not me? Yep. When you just lost your ability to provide for your family, Mm -hmm. you don't even have a car to drive because you're driving a company car. Yep. Uh, You don't have insurance. Mm -hmm. Um, Your credit cards are maxed out. You don't Mm -hmm. have savings. You got to borrow money from your dad to get a car. Yep. Uh, The guy goes and gets a job at a hardware store um, paying an hourly wage. And I mean, he's working at full time, at this job, at that hourly rate, wage, it doesn't even come close to cracking the guy's nut yep. every month, what he needs to make. I mean, it doesn't. Um, to stand there, and I'm not trying to give away everything in the book, yep. but his his daughter has been sick for a few mm-hmm. days, and it turns out she needs her tonsils removed. They don't have insurance. His credit cards are maxed out. They don't have savings. They've already, I mean, his parent. he did not come from wealth. His parents yep. are not wealthy. You know, I think he borrowed 400 bucks for the car he's driving from his dad. Yep. They're tapped out. I'm sure mm-hmm. that hurt his dad. And his baby, his, 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 she's not a baby, but his daughter is sick. And while he's on the phone with his wife, getting the information from urgent mm-hmm. care, saying, hey, she's sick. The only thing that's going to fix this is if we get her tonsils out. That's what's making her sick. And they're talking through, what are we going to do? His boss says, hey, you need to get off the phone. Hey, you need to get off the phone. Mm -hmm. Hey, you need to get off the phone. And, I mean, he's trying to sort this out. Hangs up with his wife. Gets fired from the hardware store. Mm -hmm. I mean. Bad thing after bad thing. I mean, walking out to your $400 car, Mm -hmm. whose brake lights don't work, after losing your second job can't help your daughter can't help your wife Mm -hmm. to stand there and say, why not me? Yeah. I mean, it'd be tough, super tough, Mm -hmm. super tough. So it's not, it's not an easy one. And I understand why he started with this one, Mm -hmm. because if you can get where you think, where you make yourself and train yourself to think that way, it's going to change the way you look at the next six. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you're going to be better for it. but, Nothing worth
0: it's easy, and that is not easy. That's not easy. You know what is really interesting to me is the one universal thing that we all have in common is that everybody has had bad things happen in their life. Every single person. Terrible things. Sure. I mean, think think about Abraham Lincoln. I mean, his son died yeah. right before he got into office, or he was right there about the same time. So, I mean, he's fighting a war. He's leading the country while it's trying to split into two, and his son is dead. His wife is facing severe depression and he has to lead through that. Right. I mean, you start digging in, you know, behind the veil for some of these people that we would idolize as doing great things. And maybe even we thought they've had it easy. Almost every single one of them have had terrible tragedy in their life. And it almost seems that some people, the worse the tragedy, the higher they rise. And I think it's ultimately because tragedy creates resistance and anything that's going to get stronger has to face resistance so if if you're wanting to work out and get stronger, you have to lift weights. Well, mechanically speaking, what you're trying to do is push against resistance. Right. And as you push against that resistance, it actually tears your muscles a little bit. There's actually a breaking down first. And that's why you get sore afterwards because you've, you've wounded your body. But it grows back and it grows more muscle than it had before right. because it's trying to recover so that it can overcome that resistance next time. Right. And it, it doesn't matter if it's working out or if it's losing your job or if it's you're getting sick. All those things create resistance. And if you look out into the world, you can find somebody who's gone what you've gone through. And the reality is you can look and find somebody who's gone through something worse than you're going through. Sure. So by taking ownership, I think it just sets you free. In another book that Andy wrote, he he told a story or recounted a story that's pretty common of, of uh, George Washington at Fort Necessity. In uh, 1754, Washington, he was young. He's leading his first command at Fort Necessity in the French and Indian War, and he actually gets in a skirmish. He has 350 men with him, and they get in a skirmish, and they get driven back to Fort Necessity, and while they're there, uh, a lot of his men get drunk, and the, the fort was in a terrible position. Uh, it was surrounded by hills, and so militarily speaking, it was just a terrible place of tactics. And uh, in this battle, uh, 30 of his men get killed, 80 get wounded, and Washington ends up having to surrender his sword and sign articles uh, at night by candlelight, giving up. So his very first command, he loses. I mean, mm. we see him as the first president, the leader of the colonial army that gets the American Revolution, uh, yet his very first, you know, military campaign as a commander, he loses the amazing thing is they said that he never had a victim mentality for that. And he never made an excuse for why he he lost. And he had a lot. I mean, Hey, you put me in a fort that was terribly, you know, terribly positioned, it was terrible, uh, uh, tactics, My men were getting drunk. I mean, he had a lot of things that were working against him, but he never made excuses for that. Fast forward to the American Revolution. It's interesting to note that Washington used a lot of the same guerrilla tactics that were used against him in that battle. Wow. So the the guerrilla tactics used by the Native Americans against him is the exact same tactics he copied uh, against the uh, British Army. And it ultimately led him. You know, it's a victory. So when you take uh, responsibility for failure, really that failure can become a classroom of success. And and, and Washington saw that. So when you're talking about taking responsibility in life and and going with this resistance and overcoming it, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, the reality is a lot of us, we face bad things and we can't change them. And I think that's what, you know, Andrews is trying to get in this book. You know, you're going to have tragedy come against us, all of us. And there's not one thing we can do to change it. We, you know, by and large, we can't change when we get sick or not. We can't change when the economy collapses. I mean, we're in the middle of this COVID thing. None of us can, none of us can change any of that. But what we can do is choose how we respond to it. And I know I've responded poorly a lot, but you know, this, this inspires me to do it the right way. Uh the other thing I think is really interesting is he kind of gets at this concept in there, you know, taking responsibility for where your life is going so uh, kind of a fun question, Jake, do you have a bucket list? I mean things that you want to check off in in your life
1: yeah um there's there's uh there's a lot of stuff I want to do um you know there, there's things professionally I want to do i'm uh you know i uh i want I want to own a business. Mm. um, and, and, uh, a successful business. I don't want to, you know, I don't just want to have one to have one. I yep. want, I want to own a business that'll provide for my family. Making some money. Um, you know, I want to, uh, I want to, I want to learn about real estate and I want to, I want to get into that some. And, uh, I want, uh, one of the things I want to do is I want to go on a, uh, a, a trip on, on, uh, motorcycles for a few days. I mm. want to go do that. Um, that's on my bucket list. And yeah. another thing that's fun is when my kids are old enough, I want that to be something that the three of us get to go and do yeah, together. You know, that's something that I want to do. Um, and I could probably go all night. I, there's a yeah. lot of living that I
0: want to do. Yeah. You know, and I think, I, I think when we're talking about taking responsibility, it's not just the bad stuff. It's taking responsibility to make the good stuff happen. Yeah. You know, you mentioned, you you know, taking a motorcycle ride with your sons. Like if you don't take responsibility to make sure that happens, it is not going to happen. That's right. You know, they're not going to make it happen. You're going to be the one that has to make that happen.
1: That's right. So during this, uh, this, uh, time of, of the pandemic, I guess, um, my, my son a year ago, um, we'd tried to teach him how to ride his, his, uh, bicycle and, um, it, it didn't go well. I mean, it just didn't, um, you know, he, he fell and, and he didn't want to do it anymore. He didn't yeah. try anymore. And, uh, uh, we didn't push through it we we gave up and mm-hmm. okay, you don't have to you know and and that was not the right thing to do, mm-hmm. you know because uh you look up in a year later and all his buddies know how to ride a bike and he can't yep. yep so uh you know it it uh we got him out there on the on the pavement and uh you know it was t- it was tough for a while i mean uh you know there were there were tears shed mm-hmm. and there was uh you know uh, knees skinned up and uh uh you know there was parents tapping out
0: talk about some pain yeah, yeah i mean you tragedy. know you got to
1: make him get hurt to, yeah. to learn how to do it i got a uh <laughs> the the day after we started that deal i got a i got a video message from my wife and it was of him riding his bike by himself there you go just bawling his eyes out yeah cause his 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 mom had just put something on him you know because he was you know he didn't want to do it yeah um, but now you can't hardly prime off the deal. Yeah. And I told him that, you know, when we were learning, I was like, I have a dream and my dream yep. is for me, you and your brother yep. to get on Harley Davidson's yep. and this be a pastime that we do. Yep. And the boys like riding the, mo- the bike, you yep. know? And, uh, I said, is that something that you would want to do with me? Yeah. Well, guess what? Got you cannot ride a, ride a motorcycle nope. if you cannot pedal a bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you are the one that has to
0: make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that's what's fun about some of this stuff. You know, a lot of times we talk about taking responsibility. It's just the bad stuff, the bad stuff, the bad stuff. No, you get to take responsibility for the good stuff, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get to take responsibility to say, hey, here's my dreams. Here's what I want to look like spiritually in life. I want to make that happen. You know, here's what I want my relationships to look like. I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. I want to have a certain emotional health and outlook. I'm going to make that happen. Yeah. There's a certain place I want to be financially. I'm going to make that happen. There's certain skill sets I want to, you know. And so I think some of this stuff can actually be exhilarating and it can be intoxicating and exciting when yeah. you do it the right way and you, you look at it uh, from that perspective, you know. So when you have that life vision or those bucket list things, you know, you got to ask yourself, who do I need to become to get there? That's you right. Know? And I think that's a. That's a really important thing. You know, one of the things that talking about bucket list stuff, you know, I, I want to take my son on a rite of passage. Yeah. Manhood's really important. I heard you mention that before. Yeah. So I uh I read this this other book one time from a guy by the name of Bob Goff. And when his uh kids turned 10 years old, he set them down and said, We're gonna go on an adventure. What do you want to do? And it was asked just like that. So yeah. whatever the kids said, that's what they did. His daughter was the first one turned 10, and she says, I want to have a tea party in London. He said, Okay. He bought a plane ticket. Him and his daughter went out there. They had tea, saw, you know, uh, the sites. Yeah, the sites. I don't know any of the sites over there. Yeah. Um, Big Ben. Big big Ben. Anyways, they came home. You know, his son turned 10. He said, Hey, what do you want to do? And uh, his son said, I want to climb Mount hood. And apparently they did that all the time. He said, well, that's not an adventure. We do that all the time. He says, I want to do it in a blizzard. And so they waited for a blizzard and he took his 10 year old son, maybe, maybe not responsible. I don't know. But when I heard that, I thought, you know what? That that's part of the problem in America is that we don't have rites of passage. We don't know when boys become men. Right. And so I decided I have four things that I'm going to do with Knox between 10 and 14. And the first one is there's a upper blue lake, in Colorado. I've never been there. I've seen pictures of it. It looks amazing. And uh, I'm going to hike him to the top of that, you know, yeah. so 10 years old, but That's cool. yeah, I digress. So, you know, you have to ask who do you, who do I want to become to get there? Uh, Albert Einstein said this quote, and I don't know if you've heard this, but I wanted to lay it on you. You cannot solve a problem with the same consciousness that created it. And so when we're talking about taking responsibility, we have these life visions, these life goals, these things we want to do. And then Einstein says, you can't solve that problem. You're not going to get there with the same consciousness that created the problems or got you here. You know, what does that quote mean to you and what do you think that means in the bigger picture of responsibility?
1: I've not heard that before, but what it makes me think of is that, uh, you need to, um, you need to rely on some other folks. You need to surround yourself with people, um, that, uh, that are wise mm-hmm. and that you need to dip into their, yep. into their mind and you need to, you need to seek their counsel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got, uh, I mean, our, our relationship, for instance, mm-hmm. I mean uh, you know, I, I would consider you to be wise and, and we think differently. We think a lot alike in a lot of ways, but uh, you know, you think different uh, on some things. So, you know, there'd be times when, you know, I, I, I need to bounce something off of you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've got a mentor. I talk to him every day, and uh, I mean, I and it probably drives him nuts. But I mean, I, 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 I'm, I mean, I basically bounce everything except for the color underwear I'm gonna wear that day off of him. Yeah,
0: you probably and don't want to go there. And
1: it's because, um, I mean, I want to be like that guy. Mm. You know, I want to be like these guys that that are better guys than me. Mm. And I, and I think what that to me, what that's saying. Is that uh, you are you're not you are not by yourself, and that uh, you you need to you need to find other people that will pour into you uh, to help you through life's problems. Yep,
0: no doubt. So, in the big scheme of things, there are a very 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 small group of people who I think do all this stuff right. Right, um, the average person lives the average life and they get the average results. Below that, they feel like a victim and they live the subpar life, right? And then there's some people who are at the top who, and it's not just about money or power. It's about life. Like they've lived the full life and it's because they, they have thought differently. I mean, you and I have met those type of people yeah. where, I mean, Andy Andrews is one of them, right? He just has a different outlook. He thinks different than right. everybody else. And I don't, I think that's a learned skill. I, I don't think you're born with that. I think you have to learn it. And and I think you're right. The only way you can learn that skill is by surrounding yourself with people who think differently. Yeah. You know, you and I told or, or talked about this one time. We have a mutual friend that needed some dirt work done and he looked up and and saw how expensive it was going to be to hire uh, and, and to rent an excavator, yeah. uh, it was a track hoe yeah. and he realized I could go buy one yes and then turn around and sell it yeah. and spend less on yeah. what I would lose than what it would it cost me to rent it. That, it. Those type of things are different.
1: Blew my mind. Yeah. It absolutely blew my mind. Um, when, uh, when, when I, when I heard that I was, you know, I never in my never wildest would that dreams never. would have thought, hang on a minute. I can go spend X amount of dollars every yep. day and run that deal, and and um, uh, you know pay them to use their stuff, or I'll just go buy it myself, use it when I'm done. I'll just sell it for what I had in it, or maybe make a little. Yeah.
0: Never would have thought that. Not, one.
1: not. I never, never, never would have thought it. And uh, I mean, it's just amazing. Yep. And it's 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 small things like that, you know, that that can shape what happens to you later. You no know? joke. I mean, it, it it it's 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 crazy to me, that, yeah. uh, uh you know you learn every day. But yeah, that that, that is a that's a great story. Yeah. Well, uh, it's
0: a grid of thinking. It's it a whole different process.
1: It is, and I, you know, I'll have that with me forever. You know, exactly. I'll, I'll I'll remember where I was at yep. when. Uh, hey man, why do you, why do you have that backhoe out yeah. there? Oh well, I didn't didn't want to spend X amount of dollars every day, and I needed to get this 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 and yep. this done. So I just bought one. Yep. So anyway, I'm selling
0: it. Yep. Because I'm done. I'm done. It's about learning. Yeah. There was this guy one time I was helping when I was in high school. This gentleman had a lot, lot of money. Wore the same three t-shirts. They were all old from the church every day. Drove an old truck. You never know he had money. Yeah. Right. And anyways, I was helping him move into his new massive house that his wife won't built and has brand new appliances from Sears back when Sears was the thing. And we're moving it in and he's telling me, he said, Man, the Lord was with me. He said, I was able to go down to Sears and I was able to buy all these appliances at zero percent for a year. And he says, I got all these fields around me. I'm gonna brush beat those fields. I'm gonna pay off all these appliances before next year. And I, I thought and I knew the guy's name, I thought, What are you talking about? Yeah. This gentleman one time came up to me, we're going on a mission trip and he said, How much is it gonna take for you to go on that mission trip? I said, Well, we got ten thousand. He said, in the bank don't worry about it wrote the check right then didn't even think about it yeah millions of dollars yeah and he's going to brush beat pastures yeah to pay for his appliances yeah it's a different way of thinking it is you know what i mean and so you know i i think you're right if we're gonna take responsibility not just for the bad things but for the good things to get where we need to go we absolutely have to change our thinking mm-hmm. you know and that's really what andy andrews is getting at i think the other thing that you can do to change your thinking is this is read a lot I mean, I know I really didn't set out to have the first two podcasts talk about books, you know, uh, that's kind of by accident. But the reality is this, is that there are some very wise people out there. And why would you give away something for free when you can sell it? Sure. You know, I mean, there's a lot of truth to that. And so there's a lot of wisdom in books. And the thing about books is they're timeless. And there's some timeless wisdom out there that you can really absorb by reading, and I think that's a good thing to take responsibility for. It's a discipline that can really be a benefit, because none of us are smart enough. And so, yeah, with that, it's a great book. You guys should really read the Traveler's Gift. Uh, Jake, you got anything else to add to that? Or
1: I mean, just seconding what you said. Um, even if you don't read um, this book, is not like you know, not like a self-help book in the way that. You know, it lists out the stuff and gives you all these things. I mean, it literally is a story, Mm -hmm. and um, it has true meaning, and it definitely will speak to you. And uh, if you don't read, this would be a great one for
0: you to start. Yeah, this would be a good starting point. And the thing about it is, too, is that it's all low-hanging fruit. Since it's about decisions, every single one of us have a mind. I mean, if you can read the book, then you have the cognitive ability to make decisions. Yeah. Um, and then from there, you can apply these. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a multimillionaire or if you have, you know, negative dollars in the bank because mm-hmm. you have so much debt. I mean, it's something that anybody can pick up and, and take on. Uh, we might cover another decision or two out of the book. There's some fascinating stories that this is, this is based upon, but uh, I'd encourage you to pick that up. Uh, really, anything from Andy Andrews is amazing. Uh, the 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 company book to it, which is a little bit more. It's not a story. It's a little bit more um, the the backstory, the 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 research, if you will, for that book is called the Seven Decisions. Um, uh, it both of them are great. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast episode number two, and uh, we will catch you guys next time. Uh, so be looking for that. You can uh, find us on Facebook, YouTube. You can also look up J First Assembly on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. And you can uh, find our podcast and our content. God bless and have a great day.